Love Talk Radio. Hey! 
power of the blood. Church this morning uh, with lead singer Chris, and the name of this one is The Mercy of God. And I tell you, I love this song. It's a beautiful song, and uh, it has blessed me. It has really blessed me. I'm so happy to be back this morning. (laughs) I am very happy to be back. Thank God for every prayer. Thank God for every card. And uh, I'm grateful unto those who squeeze the phone call in or text in. And uh, I'm just grateful unto the Lord because people don't have to love you. People don't have to care about you. Yeah, God is faithful when you're faithful unto him. Yeah, he will bless you over and over and over again. And I'm so thankful unto him this morning. And I uh, was looking forward to seeing Louis today, but he had to take Sherry for surgery. So y'all keep Sister Sherry lifted up in prayer today. Yeah, it all goes well. Her surgeries will be successful because they put that uh, rod, I think, in her hip where she fell. And it growed over the rod, you know, her uh, hip, whatever was in there, grew over it. So now they got to go back in there and, I guess, move it up or take it out or something. But we're keeping her lifted in prayer. Keep Lewis lifted in prayer. He's a good husband. He's a good husband, and he takes good care of his wife. So we want to make sure that we cover them in prayer. Hallelujah. So we're thankful this morning. Again, I'm so happy to be back. I missed everybody. Missed everybody. Yes, I did miss it. And so God is faithful and brought me back this morning. I didn't take a vacation. I did what they call in today a staycation. I stayed at home. And for a couple of days, I was really, really enjoying it. And then, you know, the enemy, he got to come and all of this. But anyway, I did enjoy it. And uh, the next one, I will go to Alabama and uh, for vacation. That's what I want to do. And so we prayed. Uh, that God would keep me able to finish the work that he chose and called me for, which is Jesus in the morning and Freedom Doors. So I'm thankful for those ministries, big, beautiful women, um, youth. Uh, it's several things that, you know, the prison, Pentown ministry, the prison ministry. And uh, I just thank God for all of the work that he chose and called me for and that I'm willing to get it done. Thank God for his Holy Spirit this morning 
and thank God for giving us the opportunity to allow to allow his spirit to lead and guide us into all truth and into the right path for his name's sake. I thank him this morning because no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. He didn't say the weapon wouldn't form, but it won't prosper, it won't grow, it won't get no bigger, it won't overtake me, it won't overwhelm me, it can't do anything with me. So I'm thankful unto him, thankful for prayer this morning, and uh, he answers. Not only does he hear, but he answers prayers. And, uh, oh, I'm just, I'm just excited and I'm just thankful unto him because I look at uh, many of things, look at where he brought me from today, brought me out of darkness into this marvelous light, taught me, he taught me, he used preachers to teach me, but it was him speaking out of their mouth. It reminded me of the senior bishop, Bishop Charles C. Woods. God used the man to teach me. I became his assistant. And uh, I look back some days, some days it, 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 it just overwhelmed me, you know, with love and, and the spirit of God and the beauty of the Lord, uh, how he used Charles C. Woods. And this man taught me love. Don't turn nobody away, Barbara. I don't care what they say to you. I don't care what they do to you. Don't turn anyone away. You got to pray for people. Because many times it's not them, it's the evil spirit that they allow to use them. But don't hold it against the person. For God is love, Barbara. He loves us all, the good, the bad, and the ugly. He taught me this. There may be people in dire straits. You may have $50, Barbara, and the people need 49 They don't know what you know about God. <clears throat> so you have to release that 49 to them. And keep the dollar. And sometimes he may tell you just give up the whole $50. And you don't have a dime left for yourself. What you going to do, Barbara? You're going to trust him. Ha. Oof. You're going to believe him. You're going to let your faith grow and increase that whatever you need, God is going to supply that and more. And he taught me. God used him to teach me. And I learned that. Walking down the street, there were people who would appear to be unlovable. But God used me to show them love. Yeah. I, I had many friends, you know, well, many people that God used me to be a blessing who knew, of, you know, of me. They didn't know me, but they knew of me. I can even remember the bishop had gone to Tennessee. And he was gone for a while. And every week he was gone. And then on uh, Saturday night, Saturdays, rather, he would come back and work with the choir for Sunday service. But then Sunday night, he was gone again. And um, I had to go. I felt led to go to see what's going on with the bishop. Bishop, God didn't send you to Tennessee. He sent you to Birmingham, Alabama. And you, you these people offering you all this money. I think they was offering him $3,000 a week or service or something like that because the man was gifted. And they wanted him to come and all of this. And I went down there on a Friday. He was up preaching. And me and a, a, a lady named Deborah, Sister Deborah and her two children, and me and my four children, we come in the side door. And uh, when he looked up and he looked again, he said, Birmingham in the house. And I just nodded my head, you know, when he had my seat. 
And after church, I said, Bishop, I need to talk to you. He was like, okay, okay, but I got to go meet with these people. But go over to the Waffle House, and, and I'm coming, I'm coming. Well, I went to the Waffle House. He didn't show up. So I sat there, you know, with Sister Deborah and my children, her children, and we had dinner, late dinner. And uh, these uh, men come in, you know, dressed like women. They called them drag queens back in the day. And they come in. And when I tell you the hair, the makeup, the clothes, the shoes, it looked like it was tailor-made for them. There was about three of them. So the Lord said, stop them. I said, hey. And they came over to the table. Hey, how y'all doing? Spoke to the kids. I said, listen, do y'all go to a local church? They said, no, we don't. I said, well, look, if you ever come to Birmingham, and I you know, gave them the information, I said, look me up right here. You're going to be surprised. They was like, oh, okay. And, you know, I complimented them on hair and different things. And Sister Deborah and a few more of the church people just looking at me like I was crazy. And so after I did that, I went on. Well, the next morning, Bishop come. He, he, he and his chauffeur, he had the chauffeur to drive him around there, and he knocked on the door. He said, hey, Bishop, he said, come ride with him. So I went and got in the back with him or the car. He said, listen, last night I, I was too busy. He said, and these people, you know, I had a big meeting, and I, we, the meeting lasted longer, so I couldn't get over there. But I told Travio this morning I wanted him to bring me early, you know, so we could talk. He said, what's going on? I said, Bishop, <laughs> God told me to tell you back to Birmingham. He didn't call you to Tennessee but he called you to Birmingham. I said, now these people offering you $3,000. I said, but Bishop, what God is going to do for you, it'll be worth much more than three grand. He looked at me. He said, Barbara, my, my last name was Mac at the time. He said, Barbara Mac. He said, yes, ma'am. I know God sent you to tell me this. You had no way of knowing. I said, no, Bishop, but I had to come because I felt compelled. I felt like God was sending me so that I could tell you this. He said, and you know what? I'm coming home. He said, and I won't come back to Tennessee. I said, thank you. He went on and took me uh, to find a place to get breakfast, you know, for my children and everything. So I bought the food and came on back, fed everybody. And uh, that Sunday evening, we left out coming back to Birmingham. And we had a convoy car because there were a lot of people who had come down, you know, to hear him and everything. And so he just taught me well, and it blessed me over the years to keep that teaching going because it was the, the word of God, you know, it was the teachings of God that he used this man to teach me. And he taught me to surround myself with spiritual things. Don't, don't, don't play Luther Vandross, you know, and if you're feeling down, please don't play him because it's going to keep you with the blues. It's going to keep you down. You know, when you're feeling down, you need to be uplifted by God. So you want to play a, a spiritual song that will encourage you, that will increase your faith. Yeah, don't, don't run to the world to feel better. Run to God because you're going through a trial. The world did not send you through the trial. God is sending you through a trial. So to endure the trial and to get the lesson from the trial, you go to God. So he taught me quite a few things. Um and I, I, the day I, I, I was listening at a uh, a message I preached in Kissimmee, 
can God depend on us? And I was looking at that video, and the spirit of the Lord was just cutting, just cutting. And I thank God for these things because we have to surround ourselves with spiritual things. And, you know, we can't hold things against people because there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. Many times we have a form of godliness and deny the power thereof. So until we get all of this resolved with God and allow him to come in and truly teach us, we'll continue to walk that way. I I, I cried this morning. There are some days I cry because I'm thinking, you know, I have friends. They're not my friends, but I am their friend. And what they see me as is someone who can get a prayer through. They see me as, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Uh, someone who can hear from the Lord and, and give them a word that God is speaking into their lives. They're not uh, everyday friends. I'm not the type of person that they desire to be friends with. Another thing is this. Uh, some people, they don't. They got a little bit of fear for me because they're afraid I'm going to see what they said or what they did. But listen, that's not my department. That's God's department. He made people for his pleasure, not for mine. So, you know, I, I try to befriend people, but they always come back, you know, to the spiritual side, which is a great thing. It's not a bad thing. But sometimes in the natural, we're looking for friends. In the natural, I, I, I'm looking for a Dorothy Goodman. Yeah. Somebody I can, you know, talk to and I know is genuine love. They don't have no, uh, nothing behind the scenes to hurt me. They don't, they're not trying to persuade me their way. They, 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 it's just a genuine love for her sister in Christ. Yeah. Call Dot, you know, in the midnight hour, uh, my birthday come, Mother's Day. In the day, I remember the first year she did some stuff for, my, for Mother's Day. I said, now, wait a minute. This gal here older than me and going to send me something for Mother's But it's that love. It's the love. Yeah, and it, it, it's not the love between a man and a woman. It's the love between two sisters. Yeah, we don't want to get it twisted. It's the love between two sisters. It's godly love. Yeah. And I thank God for her. I thank God for her. Yeah, many mornings I woke up on my staycation. God has sent me a message. <laughs> sent me a message all through the week. Missing you. Wait for you to get back. I'll be right there. This morning sent me a beautiful panda bear uh, that was telling me welcome back and this and that. I'm just using that as an example this morning, because sometimes as a human being, you need another human being to befriend you. Yeah, we walk in the spirit daily, all day. But because we are flesh and blood as well, sometimes we need flesh and blood. Yeah, and nothing wrong with it. If it's the right flesh and blood, nobody try to manipulate you. Nobody didn't come just to get from you. Yeah, I got friends that 
when they think on me and they hear of one of their friends, I don't know their friends, but their friend is going through this. Oh, let me introduce you to Barbara. She'll pray for you. She can tell you things. It's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. And yes, there are days when I'm tired. I mean tired. But I continue on because I wish that none should perish. And not only perish and go to hell, but perishing in this life, hurting, suffering, going through. I'm not God, but I got a connection. Yeah. I, I don't have the black card. I, I, I don't have that uh, green and white card. You know what I'm talking about? But I have clout, and I carry clout in heaven. And I promise you, that is where it counts the most. And when I tell you this morning, nothing is slipping up on me. I promise you that. But if God say say something, then I say, if he say say nothing, that means he's going to reveal it in his time. And he's going to bring it to the light. I just sit back and wait patiently on him and be kind, gracious, and merciful to his people. Because they are his. He made you for his pleasure, not mine. So I have to be careful with you, how I treat you, how I talk to you. And I do pray for you daily, every day. Yeah, you're prayed for. Even when Shante and I, every day we touch and agree in prayer. She's my prayer partner. And when I, I tell her what we're praying for or who we're praying for sometimes, I don't need to know what we're praying for. I just need to know who. And we touch and agree. We mean what we say to God concerning you and your family and your friends, your work, your walk, your ministry. Hallelujah. Your job. Yeah. You may need money. <laughs> may need a healing. Yeah. Whatever it is, we pray unto Almighty God that have all power. Yeah. He's able. Or to turn it around for your good. Hallelujah. Listen, today we're going to talk about loving your enemy, as Jesus said. We tried this once before, and it didn't go well. I couldn't get the sound in. Um, for God is love, and love causes us to forgive, and we must forgive. I know people, you know, have done wrong by you and to you. Same thing with me, but it's not unto death. But, Barbara, you don't understand how he did me. Well, Barbara, you don't understand. Uh, she came in and she did this. And you don't, yeah, yeah, I more than understand, I promise you. It may not have been identical to what happened to me, but hurt is hurt. Pain is pain. Yeah. But yet we got to love. Yet we got to forgive and forget. I've heard people say, well, I'll forgive you, but I won't forget what you haven't forgiven. If you're still remembering, you, you, you have not forgiven. If you forgive, you have to forget. Listen at what God does. He put your sin in the sea of forgetfulness, and he never remembered again. So when you do the next thing that's wrong against him, and you come for forgiveness, he forgives you again. And we got to do the same. I mean, it's got to be real forgiveness. It can't be spoken words. Because, see, God knows the very intent of our heart. He hear what you say, but he's looking at what you're doing. And if what you're saying and what you're doing are two different things, then God knows we're liars. We don't really mean that. And we must mean what we say and say what we mean 
to Almighty God. Forgiveness is always in season. Our glory to his majesty. Forgiveness is always right. Shante and I talk about forgive your enemies quickly. Forgive, forgive, forgive quickly. Agree quickly. Agree quickly. Forgive quickly. Yeah, and move on. And when she lead in prayer, she always asks God to forgive those who have trespassed against us. Yeah, she always asks for that. I noticed that. Yeah, always asking that he would forgive those who have done things to us because we know to forgive others. Yeah. He made us for his pleasure. It pleased him to make us. Man is pleasing unto God, but he wants man to do what's right. He wants man to do what's good. He speaks about, be ye holy for I am holy. Holy is a clean way of living. And, and, and to get to this position, we have to seek him. To get in there, right there, we have to seek God. Oh, I feel all right this morning. Hey, glory, glory, glory. We have to surround ourselves with the things of him. Not the things of your flesh. Some things sound good. I talked about Luther Vandross. Nothing is wrong with Luther love songs because many times men and women fall in love and it's how they feel so how they're feeling so he sang about these things balance about these things love balance i heard bishop lester turn some songs around <laughs> you gotta know that bishop lester he is too much he did a lot of keisha key stuff and he put god in that you know instead of just regular love stuff he said he didn't know how to make things work, so he was saying songs like, always and forever. <laughs> yeah. God wants us to be happy right here on the earth. He wants us to do things, but he wants us to make sure it's things of him. I decided to make him my full choice. I decided to make him the God of my life. I decided to surround myself with spiritual people and spiritual things. Now, don't think the devil don't know this. And don't think the devil is not coming. He's coming to see if you really want to be surrounded by spiritual things. He's coming to see if he can pull you out of the spiritual back into the natural and then eventually work your way, work you to work your way into evil. That's what his job is to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus the one come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So we want to learn to surround ourselves with spiritual things as often as we can. Gospel songs, Christian music, they call it. I be careful with the word Christian because there were a lot of them, because they say that Christians were followers. Well, look at all the people that followed Jesus. But everybody didn't come because he was teaching the truth. Everybody didn't come because he was teaching what they had never heard before. Everybody didn't come because they loved God and they believed Jesus was the son of God. Some come to be nosy. Some come to see what was going on. Some come to see what could he really do. Some came for the fish and the loaves. But we want to come because we love him. We want to come because we believe he is the son of the true and living God, Jehovah. We want to come because he's worthy. Look what he did for us. 
He suffered. He bled and he died. Conquered all and rose with all power. He's on our side today. Without him, I couldn't be saved. I couldn't have the spirit of God in me. I couldn't be what they call sanctified. I've been set aside unto God without Jesus. I had to go through him to get to the Father. Hallelujah. So listen, we want to learn to love one another. We even got to love folks in the world. You, 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 I know you, 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 a, a lot of us hate pedophiles. A lot of us hate rapists. A lot of us hurt, hate murderers, robbers, all these bad things that evil spirits use people to do. But God said he wished that none should perish. So we should be out talking of his wondrous works and making known his deeds among the people. When I go to the prison, there are men there with 50 years for raping a child. I don't treat him no different than I do the man that took the gun and went in the place to rob it. No, no distinctions. I'm not big on hugging people, spirits leap and jump. But a lot of times I have to give a hug. Yeah. Because they feel in God, they're not feeling me. But only God can show you when this season is right, when it's time to do that. This is if we practice walking in the spirit that we don't fulfill the lust of our flesh and we're not doing fleshly things. I had to learn all of these things. Yeah. Kenny Rogers wrote a song that says you got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away and you got to know when to run. So we got to know these things. And the only way we go, we're going to know these things, we got to watch as well as pray. Don't stay in something too long that you shouldn't stay in. God was in it with you. But you're staying in it too long. And he'll keep coming. God will. He'll keep coming, giving you stuff while you staying too long. He's loving, he's kind, he's gracious, he's merciful, and he understands. But because you decided to stay too long, he won't change his word for you. That he won't do. He's not a liar. So the only way we go, we're going to know is we got to grow spiritually. We got to grow in him. What have you been doing? Where have you spent your time? What are you spending your time on? What do you believe daily? What do you believe God wants you to do daily? Have you considered him? Have you gone to him and said, well, what should I do today, Lord? Let me tell you, that devil is evil. <laughs> and again, he come to steal, kill, and destroy. But I can't make no excuses. God gave me the tools to overcome. In Hebrews, he showed me I could put on the whole arm of God that I could stand against the wiles of the devil. He came through Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7, my all-time favorite. And he showed me if I trust him with my whole heart, all my heart, and lean not to my own understanding. But if I acknowledge him in all my ways, all is a big, big word, he will direct my path. Barbara, don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't think you know the outcome of it. Don't think you know the way it's going to go. 
Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear me, the God that can destroy the body and the soul. Fear me, Barbara, and depart from evil. Stop doing those bad things that you know you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And, and, and instead of giving Arthur the riot act, pray with him. When you see he acting nutty, pray with him. Stop trying to straighten him out. You never will. Depart from that. That's evil. You hear what I say? Because some things we're trying to change. And we can't change nobody. Only God can change the heart and the mind. And sometimes he don't even do it because you don't want it. You got to want it. We will never be able to accuse him of forcing us. Whatever you thought you didn't want to do and you said, oh, God made me do it. Now what it was, you wanted to do it all the time. You didn't have the guts to do it. So he come in and he helped you to get it done. Yeah. I never knew I, I wanted to be a blessing to people in this way. To speak life into their lives. I never knew that. But that was always in me. Look, the day he decided to make me, he already knew what he would do with me. He didn't just make me one day and say, hmm, I made her. Her parents going to name her Barbara. And let me see what I'm going to do with Barbara. No, ma'am and no, sir. Before I entered my mother's womb, he already knew what he would do with me. He already knew what field of office he would call me to. And that was the office of evangelist. He already knew because he know I love spreading the good news of him. He know I love talking about him. He made me that way. We, we could be talking about anything. And if you want to talk about God, here it is. I, I've been in conversations where there was a huge gathering. And, and me and maybe eight people was talking. And, you know, I, I, I love to talk. I love to laugh. And, you know, I love to tell about testimonies of things I've been through. And some stuff is really, really funny because I, I love to laugh. And, and a lot of things, you know, just happen to go that way. And people know me. They say funny things, but it's the truth. So, look, I've been in, let's say, eight people. And we was laughing and talking and having a good time. You know, I may have had some food. Y'all know I got to talk about that on my plate, and it was tasting real good. And all of a sudden, I hear, look. And when I look up, I see somebody. He said, go to her right now. I said, y'all excuse me a minute. They hold on, hold on. No, 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 excuse me a minute. And somebody tell her, oh, no, she's getting a word from the Lord. She got to go. I go over to that person, and whatever God give me, I give it to that person. All the joking and the laughing and whatever and the eating of the food was going on, that, that ceased. Sometimes I'm still holding the plate and the drink in my hand. But I'm sharing with the person whatever it is God has given me to give to them. Sometimes it's nothing more than a scripture. And that's it. If God has ever used me to give you Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7, you're some kind of blessed. You just don't know it. And you don't know what to do with Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. That's why you put it away and found you another scripture. But if you'll go back to that Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7, and if you'll follow each and every letter, take time and look it over, meditate in it, pray about it. Lord, what does this really mean? 
and watch what God do in your life. It's his word, and his word won't return void. I feel like a scream right now. This scripture has blessed me so many years, um, I couldn't tell y'all the blessing. It took stress away from me. It caused me to live to be 65. Do y'all hear what I'm telling you? I've had some hard days. I've had some battles. Oh, you don't know. But Proverbs 3, 5, 7 through 7 brought me out all right. I had to trust the Lord with all my heart. I couldn't think about the outcome of what might happen. No, I, I just had to leave it on the altar with God and walk away and see over here, is there someone else I can help? Because I've given my situation to God. Not a few things I was doing that wasn't right. I went back to him, repented, and got those things right and kept going. When I look up, it's a brand new day. He done worked on people that wouldn't speak to me started speaking. In my family, close relatives, they started remembering when. They started remembering when I wasn't saved. They started remembering when I went to prison, when I was the dope lady. They started remembering crazy things about I lost my children to the state. They, they started remembering all of this, and they stopped speaking to me. I had to let go, walk away from my family member that I loved. Yeah, who would not speak to me, wanted nothing to do with me. And as I continued to trust him, I continued to live a life of him before him, a godly life. He turned everything around. The same people couldn't get enough of me, couldn't couldn't stop checking on me. I, if I asked for something and they didn't have it, they would find a way to give it to me. But I had to wait on God. I couldn't change it. There's nothing I could do about it. I had to wait on him. I had to trust him with all my heart. When I lived in the project, government housing, I didn't want to live there, but that's where the work was. So I learned to accept what God allowed and work to the fullest from my heart for the people there. When the work was done, he blessed me. He brought me out. I couldn't bring myself out. And to be honest with you, I didn't need to because I'd have brought myself out wrong and I'd have brought myself into the wrong place. When he brought me out, he put me in a place of comfort, of safety, and many more things. It made me look some kind of way that I never knew about. But it wasn't me that did it. He did it for me. You understand? It was him. Hey, glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you today, God. I thank you. Without him, I can do nothing. It has always been him. Anything good that I've done, God did it. I was just the vessel he used. Can't take his glory. Can't take his credit. Hey. It's him. And he loves us this morning. He loves us beyond our wildest imagination. You have no clue of his love. We deserve death. All my righteousness is as filthy rags. Yet, he looks beyond my fault and meet my needs. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And look, look at it. If I be for you, Barbara, I'm more than the whole world against you. I just need you to stand strong. You've been through the storm and, the, and lots of rain, but you made it. If you endure that, you can endure this. I'm always here. He'll never leave us, not forsake us. He will be with us until the end. I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. I promise you, I have more than enough. More than enough, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, we're going to prayer. And after prayer, we have our first request of my coming back week. <laughs> Thank you so much. And uh, after prayer, and we're going to the first request, the song of the week. And then we're going to talk about loving your enemies, as Jesus said. And uh, we're going to talk and talk about for God is love, and love causes us to forgive. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this day, Lord, for all you've done for us already. We thank you for what you're doing right now. Father, we thank you for what you're going to do. Great and mighty things for your people. We come this morning, bow down humbly before you. For we realize, Jesus, you're the way, the truth, and the life. And you're my light. Hallelujah. And Father, we come this morning and we come asking you to fix our hearts and regulate our minds. We come this morning asking that you will let this mind be in us that was also in your son, Jesus Christ. Father, he wanted to obey you and we want to obey you today. Give us a heart to do what's pleasing and the things that you can accept. Because we believe you just don't accept in and every old thing. For you're holy. Hallelujah. You're righteous. And help us today, Father, to live right unto you in the name of Jesus. We come this morning asking for forgiveness, Lord, that you would forgive us for all our sins and wrongdoings and wrong thoughts and wrong speakings. And Father, though our sins be as scarlet this morning, we ask that you would wash us as white as snow. Cleanse us today from all unrighteousness. Give us a clean heart, O oh God, and renew the right spirit within us. In the name of Jesus, a spirit that calls us to obey you. Father, that nothing else would get in our way. Nothing else we allow nothing to come before you and your word. And Father, we ask this morning that you would send your word to us. You sent your word and it healed. Send your word to us and heal us this morning. Father, we need a healing, a total healing. Spiritually, physically, mentally. Do it for us today in the name of Jesus. And Father, help us to continue to strive for perfection in you. Help us daily to prepare for your return. For Father, you're coming back. And you're looking for your church without spot or wrinkle. Lord, I know many have Flip your word around and switch your word around and uh, gave people what pleased their flesh. But, Lord, this morning we're seeking you with our whole heart to get it right and to get it done your way. Not our way, but your way. Uh, your way is the only way that matters. Father, we're looking forward to going back with you. We're looking forward to the mansion just over the hill. Use us today in your service to bless your people. 
Help us to pray for others. Help us not to be ashamed of the gospel. For Father, had the power to save us. We heard your word. Oh, we came to you, Lord, through your word. Help us this morning. We ask this morning that you would heal those that are sick here. We know that, you know, being under the weather don't feel good. Lord, raise your people up in healing. Heal stomachs this morning. Heal minds and hearts and kidneys and livers, oh God. Heal throats and chests. And you know what each of us standing in need of in healing this morning. And Father, you took a beating for the healing of the nation. And we're believing right now that there's yet healing in the hem of your garment and we're pressing in to touch that we'll be made whole. You heal all manner of sickness and disease. Do it this morning, oh God, for your people in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Remember, share it today, God. Let the surgeon be easy and painless and touch and heal our body, oh God. Don't even let them put nothing back in or just heal. For we know you're able and we believe you're willing this morning. Lift Louis up. Strengthen him, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you right now. Father, they are getting up in age. We know what you did for Abraham and Sarah. And Lord, we believe you're keeping Louis around and sharing around so that they can see what you're going to do for them, God, in their older years even, the desires of their hearts, moved by your spirit for them today. In the name of Jesus, Father, bless those that are incarcerated, those that are in every branch of the military, mm. widowers and bereaved families and intercessory prayer people everywhere, preachers everywhere, preaching in the name of Jesus in obedience unto you and love for your people. Continue to bless Israel prosper Jerusalem. Father, we ask that you would continue to lose your protecting angels to stand watch, to shield and protect, keep them from all hurt, harm, or danger. Bless our brothers and sisters overseas everywhere. Lord, move by your spirit for these your people and those that have to hide to spread the good news of your son Jesus, the gospel. Lord, those that have to sing unto you in secret, they have to study and, and share with others in secret. Remember them this morning and strengthen them today. Lucia protecting angels, God, to stand watch, to shield and protect. Keep them from all hurt, harm, or danger. Thank you this morning, Father. Thank you. All our brothers and sisters, Lord, bless today. Move by your spirit in an uncommon way for these, your people. Continue to bless America and the leadership. Have mercy, O oh God, upon our leadership this morning. Lord, give them a heart of God today. And God, they will go back to your word. And they will lead us as a people according to your word, not according to their flesh and not according to evil, but according to your spirit, according to your word, God. Or do it for us today in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for this segment of Jesus in the morning. Thank you, Lord, for bringing me back safe. Have your way here today. Moved by your spirit here this morning. Father, not our way, but your way. Feed us until we want no more. Bless every listener and every caller this morning. Those coming through the archives and the podcast. Father, move today like never before. 
in the name of Jesus. We need you. Renew us in you today. In Jesus' name, we ask it all. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, thank you. Hey, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. How oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for hearing. Oh, we thank you for answering us this morning. We thank you, Lord, for being on our side in spite of us. We thank you for looking beyond our fault and yet meeting our needs. We thank you that you are our God, almighty God, that have all power. Father, there's no higher power. We thank you. We thank you. We can't thank you enough. If we each had 10,000 tongues, and Father, we begin to praise you with everyone, it wouldn't be enough because you're more than God. You're more than we need. You're more than we really want. We thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Are oh, we giving glory? Are oh, we giving honor? Hallelujah. And we give him praise, for there's none like him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Thank you. Thank you today, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Uh, none like him. None like him. And we're just grateful unto Almighty God. Hey, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I got to go to this one right here. First request of the day. <laughs> Hallelujah. There was an old mother who lived in New Orleans who was displaced by Hurricane Katrina. She lost everything that she had. Her home, car, family. And when they evacuated her, they sent her to a shelter between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. And while she sat there on a cot that they had provided for her, she had been without food and water and the necessities, and she began to cry. She started to shed tears. But while she was crying, she thought on the goodness of the Lord. And she started singing this little song. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, help me say that. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I need some help. Come on, lift your voice and say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on. Jesus, Jesus. Well, a young man walked up to her and said, Mother, why are you calling on Jesus? Shouldn't you be calling on FEMA? Shouldn't you be calling on the Red Cross, Salvation Army? Or better yet, shouldn't you be calling on President Bush and Cheney and those? And she said, son, you don't understand. There's a reason why I'm calling on that name. Because that's the name that's above every name. And she said, there's a reason why I'm calling on that name, Jesus. And you know what she told that young boy? She said, come here, let me tell you why I call on that name. 
Savior, Savior, Savior. Come on, help me say that. Savior, Savior, Savior. Anybody know him as the Savior? Savior, Savior, Savior. What's his name? Jesus, Jesus. Come on, help me say Savior. Savior, Savior, Savior. Everybody lift your voice. Savior, 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 Savior. The paramedics was rushing by with a stretcher. They had an old man on the stretcher. They had a seizure because he couldn't get his medication and his prescriptions. And she stopped him and said, where are you taking this man? They said, we're trying to get him over to the triage unit and get him some medical attention. She said, let me look at him. And while she was looking at the old man, a young girl came up with a baby in her arm, and the baby had a fever. She said, let me look at the baby, too. And the young boy said, why you want to look at these folks? Why you want to look at these folks? You know what she told him? Healer, healer, healer. That's what the old mother said. Healer, healer, healer. I wish y'all would help me say that up in here. Uh, yeah, I got to redo it. I got to redo it. I'm so sorry. It just goes off uh, on its own. So I will. It's old. And, you know, I've uh, been in the song vault a long time. But I will redo it, refresh it, so that I can uh, play this request again for you. I was intending to do it while I was on staycation, but I didn't get around to it. But I'll refresh it for you. So listen, this morning we're looking at Isaiah 43, and uh, we're somewhat paying close attention to verse 7. But I wanted to uh, look at Isaiah 43, starting at 1, and we're going to read down a ways. But the book of Isaiah, uh, it's like a miniature Bible. Uh, The first 39 chapters, like the 39 books of the Old Testament. You know, it's it's filled with judgment, you know, upon immoral and idolatrous men. And and this means the generic term, men and women, where it says men. It's men and women, but it just used the term or the word men. Judah has sinned. The surrounding nations have sinned. The whole earth sinned. A judgment must come, but God cannot allow such blatant sin to go unpunished forever. But the final 27 chapters, like the 27 books of the New Testament, declare a a message of hope. The Messiah is coming as a savior and a sovereign to bear a cross and to wear a crown. Isaiah's prophetic ministry uh, spanning the reign of four kings of Judah covers at least 40 years. So look. It's our time, too. It's like in our day, too. Sin is everywhere. People are calling evil holy. They're calling bad good. It's like the the world flipped upside down. When God put in place man trying to undo it and put his sin in there. And so many things are going on. And it's gotten to the place now where you're basically being taught to love yourself and nobody else. 
It's basically about you as an individual and nobody else. I don't care how large your family is. The way that it's going now is teaching you to love you and love you only. The, the, the world is coming to say this to you. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. Nobody can tell you what to do. If you feel if you are a hundred years old and you got green hair, that's your business. It don't matter if you look like a fool or not. How does it make you feel? That's what you wanted green hair? Wear your green hair. Now, of course, this is not for godly people. This is not for the believer, the Christian, the saints of God. This is for the world. This is the way that they're going. We have a charge to keep. We have a God to glorify. We have rules and regulations that's been set in place for us that keep us separated from the world. The statutes of God, the word of God, it helps us to stay on the right path with him so that others, because see, on this road to him, we're holding up a big light and it's shining bright. That light is Jesus. So when those that are in the world see this bright light, they can come to the light and be saved. But if we're not holding up a bright light, we all in darkness. How can I lead you? The scripture talks about the blind leading the blind. If I'm blind and you blind, then I'm leading you. We all falling in a ditch. And depending on what's in the ditch, we know creepy, crawly things be in a ditch. In Florida, you can find a big, huge alligator in a ditch. Yeah. So we all got to come back to God and stay with him. Remember the things of God. Because even in certain churches, they say they're the church, they say they're the house of God, they say they're the house of prayer, but it leads you away, it leads you more into your fleshly feelings than into the spirit of God. Remember I said this, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. Because of this, you think you're on the right path. You believe in God. You go to church or you've been to church or you said, I do at the altar with God. But now you've been bamboozled. You've been swindled out from under God. Who bewitched you to believe a different gospel than what the apostles God sent them to teach? Why do you think it's all right to participate in things of the world when he said come out from among them and be separated? Your job is to hold that bright light up so the world can find Jesus. But your light is out because you're doing what the world doing. You're dressing like the world. You're talking like the world. You're acting like the world. You, you, you got more worldly things and you got spiritual things going on. You'd rather hear more of Luther or Barry Manilow or whoever you listen to more so than a spiritual song that's going to lead you and encourage you and inspire you in building more with God, growing more in him. So we have to be careful. So we're looking at Isaiah and we're still talking about loving your enemies as Jesus said. For God is love. 
Love causes us to forgive. So in Isaiah chapter 43, starting at verse 1, it says, But now thus says the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee. Look at this, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Ooh, we belong to him. We are here. Those that went to the altar and said, I do, we belong to God. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Three says, for I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Since thou was precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee, and people for thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee. Hallelujah. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south. Keep not back, bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Close attention to verse 7. Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yeah, I have made him. You hear that? See, sometimes we have to go back to the word and remember the promises of God. And stop stepping out into the world to find solutions to our spiritual problems. Because they're not in the world. They're in God. We got to go to him for every little thing. Songwriter did it beautifully. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No. There's a cross for everyone. Tell yourself, and I know there's a cross for me. Everything that we go through basically is a trial. God is always teaching. He's always trying to teach us how to overcome, teach us to do better. He's always trying to teach us the easy way. Look what he did with the Ten Commandments. Turned them into what, two? If we do those two, we, we've done the ten. So look, he made us. And he made us for his pleasure. There are many experiences of love, many, many, many. God is love, but there are many experiences of love. And love causes us to forgive. Eight biological children, two brothers, nieces and nephews, cousins. Somebody in there going to do somebody wrong. Friends. Somebody going to do somebody wrong. So when my brother did me wrong, do I hate him? No. Do I get angry? Yes. Do I sin? No. Do I tell him how I feel? Yes. And he know me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell him how I feel. And then he know he did me wrong, so he try to hide out. No, 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 don't hide out now. I'm still your sister. You're still my parents' baby. We have both the same mom and dad. 
This is not your first time doing wrong. This is not your first time doing something bad to me. And it may not be your last. And I forgive you because I love you. You're my brother. And life goes on. I forgive him and forget. See, now, he don't forget because he's feeling guilty. But now he got to learn to ask God to forgive him, ask me to forgive him, which he did, and move on. Forgive yourself. Don't keep holding on. Let it go. It happened? Okay. You ask me to forgive you? You ask God to forgive you? All right, move on. But a lot of times we hold on to it. And we don't forgive completely. We're feeling a little better, but we don't forgive. Because if you forgive, you got to forget it. And the next time the same person do something, you can't go back to the old stuff. Well, see, back in uh, 2005, he did this. Then 2011, he was back with some more nonsense. <laughs> it's 2022, but in 2017, he can't. You, you, you don't do that. You let all that go. And what he did in 2022, for you, that's the first time he did it. Because why? I forgave and forgot. I did what God is pleased with. Because I had to pray my way through that thing. I had to ask God to help me to get through it. Help me to do what Jesus would do. Let this mind be in me that was also in your son, Christ Jesus. He didn't hold grudges. He didn't remember when. They were going to throw him off the cliff. He didn't He didn't go to fighting and calling on angels. He just disappeared, went on through, got on out of there. When they say free Barabbas and crucified Jesus, he didn't call the angels of God to strike them all down. He come to do the will of the Father, the one who sent him. And he didn't hold that against them. He said it. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I believe it was Stephen. They were stone, stoning Stephen. He asked God to forgive them because they didn't know what they were doing. Because it's not the people. It's the evil spirit that used them. And unless you're watching and praying, that evil spirit will use you. Yes, it will. Yeah. So look, there are many experiences of love. You got fearless love. Where people meet people and they just love them. They just dive in for the love. I'm going to raise my right hand because I'm one of them fearless lovers. But I won't, I, I've been praying about that thing because we got to know those who are amongst us. And then we got to have discernment and we got to ask God to lead and guide us. Because I, I've met people and I'm, you know, associating with them for a period of time. And I'm thinking these are friends, but they're not. I'm their friend, but they're not my friend. Fearless love. <laughs> yeah. Then you have godly love. Yeah. I love you because the spirit of God is in me and God is leading me. And you appear to be unlovable. You may not smell like I smell. You may not look like I look. You may not have clean clothes and I have clean clothes. It's a lot of things. You, 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 your mind may be messed up. But because I have God in me, I have God in love to pray for you. 
and they ask you things. They, what is it you need? I may not be able to supply all your needs, but some things I may be able to do for you out of love, the love in my heart. Not because it make me look good, not because it sounds good, but I want you to be good. You went to the military. You came back messed up. You didn't come back the way you went in. And I know you got these issues. So if there's something I can bring or, or, or say to you that make you feel better. Yeah, I can remember when I would give our lunches downtown Jacksonville around the homeless shelter. And this one man come and he helped me to uh, give out the lunches. He helped me to uh, give out the drinks. I mean, he was quick on it. He knew how it go. And the people just automatically lined up, you know. And one by one, he helped me to get the lunches and the drinks out. And then afterwards, he told me this. He said, thank you so much for bringing this for us. I said, you're welcome. And um, he said, I just love you. And I looked at him, I said, and I love you too. Now, that was not a love between a man and a woman. No, no, no. That was fearless love, godly love. Because he was grateful unto God for sending me. Because I talked to them about the Lord, you know, why he giving out the lunches. and everything. I'm talking to them, you know, about the Lord. Quickly, quick things to put on their mind that God gave me. So it caused him to see good. And it caused him to see God in me. And God is love. Yeah. A friend's love. Yeah. You love your friends. You want nothing bad to happen to your friends. Um, they're part of your life. Uh, y'all walk the same path. Because how can two walk together except they agree? I'm, I'm talking about genuine friendship. Now, I'm not talking about this, this use me manipulation stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a friendship where the person just loved you for you. And they may know you crazy. I had a friend like that. She knew I was the Looney Tune. She knew I would fight at the drop of a hat. So she would try to talk me off the ledge, the ledge of fighting, the ledge of doing something crazy. And many days she would say, now, if your parents find out, you know what that's going to get for you. Why would you do that? You know you don't like for your daddy to look at you like that. Why would you do it? Don't do it. And then you ain't got to go through that. See, she was a good friend. If I had no money, she had 50 cents, she would share her 50 cents. Here, you a quarter, and I'm going to keep a quarter. <laughs> a good friend. If I'm hurt about something, I tell her, she hurt. If I cry, she cry. If I laugh, she laugh. But in my case, it was a he. My best friend was Dale. It was a man. Yeah. So, the love between friends. Sometimes friends are hide things from your family to protect you. That's what my friend did. Love between family. Sometimes we have nieces and nephews, cousins, uh, siblings, and, you know, it appears we love some more than we love others because, you know, you understand me. We're on the same page. and. You're always coming through for me when I'm 
down or I'm hurt, I can talk to you and it'll never go no love between friends, love between families, love between a man and a woman. Real genuine love between the man and the woman. He can't live without her. She can't live without him. I don't care what he does. She never want to hurt him. I don't care what she does. He never want to hurt her. The biggest thing he's trying to do is understand. He's not finding fault. He's trying to understand why why did you do this? What caused this? You know, I love you. And I believe you love me. The list is endless of of experiences of love. Yeah, experiences meaning more than one of love, different different types of love. Yet there is no experience like the love of God. His love is endless and one hundred percent pure. No special reason other than God loves us. Other than he made us for his pleasure. This is why he looked beyond fault and yet meet needs. This is why if he's for us, he's more than the whole world against us. This is why no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. This is why we're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus that love us. You know why? Love, the love of God. We do wrong. He's not nowhere with a a, 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 a zapping gun. Zap, be gone. Zap, no, that's not the way he work rolls. He gives us chance after chance after chance after chance after chance after chance. He sends things hoping we'll see his love in it. We don't see his love. We see a hindrance. We see uh, the devil coming against us. No, that's not the devil coming against you. That's a trial God sent your way to teach you something because the next trial is going to be harder than this trial. And if you endure this trial, you'll be prepared for the next. I've often said this when I was in school in 2010. After every class, there was a test. After every class, there was a test. When I passed the test in the class that showed the professor that I learned what he taught. When all the classes were, was done, I, I was supposed to graduate in 2000 and da 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 Let's say 14. And let's say in 2013, uh, there was a graduation in April because in 14, I would have been in another country. Yeah, uh, another state, let's say that. So what they did is they let me graduate in April of 2013 instead of 2014. I walked across the stage and they gave me my paper. I did not complete the classes until November of 2013. Are you understanding? So look what happened. Cap and gown, graduated, got my papers, had to finish the classes. After all the classes were completed in 2013, let's say, they gave me a major, huge test. A test that from that first class to the ending class, I had to show them 
by passing the test that I learned. Everything, each class that a professor taught, I learned what was being taught. Each trial we go through is that way. I know we think the trial is the punishment, it's a beat down. I didn't do uh, something, I didn't pay my tithes and offering. I, I should have went over and helped the church, gave the church baskets or what. No. God is teaching you something if we're able to learn, if we're willing to learn from our trials and stop making excuses. I, look, I, I know, I know. But we got to learn these things because we got to be quick to forgive. We got to be quick to love our enemies. We got to be quick to let love in, to love others. All of these things are important to loving your enemies, as Jesus said. Not as we think, but as he said. <laughs> then God is love, and he loves what he, pleasure, what he pleasures which is man. Yeah. He made us for his pleasure. Meaning the man and the woman. He created man from the intent of abundant living. For the intent of abundant living. He comes that we might have life and have, have life more abundantly. Anybody ever heard that? Fruitfulness and growth, multiplication and expansion, as well as structure our organizations are all a part of God's plan, and it is. Still today, he wants us to be fruitful and multiply. Not just in family, you know, uh, um, married couples having children, but in our ministries, in our walk with him, in our faith, in our trust in him, in our living right, doing right, treating others right, loving others, forgiving others. He wants us to have the abundant living, an abundant life. When you can forgive quick and forget quick, when you can love in spite of, you live an abundant life. Believe it or not, you don't have no worries. When you trust in God with all your heart and leaning not to your own understanding and all your ways you're acknowledging him, he's directing your path, you go to sleep at night. You're not troubled. Before I came to God, I was in the world. I, I, I didn't sleep all that well. If one of my children was sick, oh, my goodness, it was the end of the world. I can't sleep. My baby's sick. Once I come to him, I prayed the prayer of faith. Many times he told me what to do. The fever broke. The cold went away. Sometimes the nose was still running and my baby was just running around playing like nothing was wrong. And I would peep and check every now and then. But guess what? I learned the difference with God and without God. He wants us to be fruitful. When you forgive and forget, you're fruitful. You're going to grow. You're going to have more. You're going to be able to tell somebody else how to get over it, how to forgive somebody. You're going to multiply. See, there'll be more people doing it. There'll be more people willing to quickly forgive and forget and expansion. You got more places to go now. People may even be calling you. 
you in Georgia, they in Carolina, they calling you to talk to you about the forgiveness, how to forgive, expansion. You've expanded. <laughs> You're spreading more wide the goodness of God, as well as structure and organization. He'll show you what to do. When I first did Jesus in the morning, I didn't know which way I was going. He put it together, the format of it, the structure of it. And he organized things. Where he do a song, prayer, talk of his wonders, work, scripture, the message of the day, open the studio. He put those things. No way I could have did that. It's his ministry. It's his work. It's his plan. It's the plan of God, not the plan of Barbara. Hallelujah. I thank God for his love. Thank God for him allowing others to love me. Yeah. God loves us, so he fixed it so everybody could and can come to him. God loves us, so he fixed it. He put in place for everybody, even those that have not been born yet. He put it in place that we don't have an excuse. We can come to him. And I know parents don't understand, but you have a big responsibility to your children. You have a big responsibility to God. You talking about ministry. This is raising your children properly is bigger than ministry because you got to watch over them. You have to teach them correctly. A lot of people just having children. It look good that you brought another human being forth into the world. Oh, that looks so good. And you think you really love them children because they mean so much to you. But if you really love your children, you're going to train them up in the way that they should go. So that when they get old, they won't depart from it. I don't care how many times mine told me, I don't want to go to church today. I don't feel like you're going. <laughs> you're going. And you're sitting on the same road with me so I can watch over you. Yeah. So this is what he wants us to have. And when you, when you train your child and you're going to teach them to forgive, quickly and forget quickly. You teach your children this, it'll come up in them. They'll be telling, you're not going to forgive them, the child. You'll hear your children tell your parents, their grandparents, when they say something out of line, they'll be like, well, you're not going to do that, grandmama. Granddaddy, you're not going to do that. Why? You train them properly. You taught your children about forgiveness. Bible study at your churches on a Wednesday, on Monday, you went over the, over everything with your child at home, what he preached last Sunday. Train them up in the way they should go. This is what's wrong. No training for the children. Parents now, the TV train them, it's your thing, do what you want to do. Oh, you feeling that way? Okay, well then be that way. That's how you feel it, raising pedophiles, raising serial killers. They're going to be friends with the children. I was never my children's friend. I was their mother. And you respect me in this house as such. 
Yes, it's your home too. But I'm the captain of the ship and it won't be no mutiny. I promise you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Said what I meant and meant what I said. I got so tired many days saying the same thing over and over and over. I got sick of that, but I could not stop it. Had I stopped training, guess what? I don't know. Dead and gone, my children. Because the world did not love them the way that I did. Yeah. So look, we're moving on. We're moving on. No matter where you are from or where you have plans of going, it makes no difference what color you are, how short or tall, fat or skinny, rich or poor. God loves us all. Look at this. None of that matters. It matters to the world. It matters to man because they look on the outer appearance. Never consider what's in my heart. Never consider what's in my heart, only what they see on the outside. Good morning, Sister Angela. God bless you, baby. <laughs> Lure out today. Took Sherry to the hospital. I mean, for surgery. Yeah. So look, all of that don't matter. What man does is he said, oh, you pretty. You come to the front of the line. I want to look at you. Oh, no, you, you go to the back of the line with your ugly self. Huh? God does not, this is not the way he works. He loves us all the same. He loves the good, the bad, and the ugly. He loves us all the same. We pick and choose. Well, see, I'm, I'm going to love Louis because uh, Louis going to be there. I'm going to love Dot because, see, Dot, you know, she she's going to be there. Hey, Sam. <laughs> yeah, Doc gonna be there for me. Rain, sleep. Oh, oh Sion and Buddy. Oh, you y'all know not to even worry about them. You ain't even gotta mention them. If I call them and say y'all come, they coming. They gonna be here, to, and then when they come, they gonna do things. When Sion come with Buddy, she on her best behavior. When she come with that buddy, she do me a dance and slide across the floor to the to the pantry for me. <laughs> I love it. She gonna bring coffee, hot sauce. Yeah, you ain't gotta worry about them, Jerry. Oh, you ain't gotta worry about Jerry. Barbara, I was calling you. You ain't gotta worry about her. But it does not make a difference where we come from, who we are. God loves us all, and He wants us. To love one another. And if we did something against each other, we're supposed to repent and go to God and ask for forgiveness and keep it moving. And the person that you repent to supposed to forgive you and forget it quickly and not hold their lives up. His word says, if I don't forgive you, he won't forgive me. If I don't forgive you, think about it. Now, I know you might think it's just a, a, a figure of speech, but it's the truth because it is the word of God. He inspired man to write it. Man didn't just write this. It's not the words of man. It's what God inspired him to put on paper so that we would know. If I don't forgive you, he can't forgive me. I don't care how many years ago it been. Well, see, See, Sister Barbara, you don't understand. They they, they, they they came in here and they lied on me. They, they, they turned everybody against me. And I, it was a lie. I can't help that. 
you got to go to God and forgive them. Do it as quickly as possible because your sins are being held up on you. God haven't forgiven you because you haven't forgiven them. Let me tell you, I cannot tell you this way is easy. I will not be accused of that. But I can tell you it's durable. You can do it. Jesus come as an example to show us it could be done. Now, I want to put this little piece in there for you, but don't you don't run too far with it now. Just because I forgive you and I love you, I don't have to be bothered with you. I don't. I really don't. I don't forgave you and I do love you, but I don't have to come to your house every day. I don't have to even call you once a week. Matter of fact, I don't have to show up once a month. <laughs> yeah. But when I pray, I need to remember you in my sincere prayers to be blessed. Now that I can do. Because I'm showing God I forgave and I for, I, I, I forgave and I don't forgot. And I love them. And Lord, I want you to really bless them. But we got to mean this stuff from a sincere heart. This can't be just lip service. And we can't just do it and say it so people can hear and think we're doing what's right. Uh-uh. It's got to be real. Hey, glory. From your heart. Uh, people done did me all kind of ways. Oh, I could just name you some stuff. And, 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 and some things, if I told you about it, you'd pass out. What? They tried the woman of God like that. Some people would say that. Oh, they're going to die. <laughs> I'm telling you, they'll put death on you quickly. Oh, no, they can't do. Oh, no. Yeah, don't worry about that. God showed me. I forgave. I still love them. I forgot it. And I'm moving on in Jesus. And I'm praying that God bring them in the right place with him. That he'll fix their hearts. Because it all starts with your heart. We all got heart problems to this day. I don't care how long I've been saved since 1993. I don't care how much spiritual stuff I surround myself with. I yet need a heart transfusion. I mean, a heart transplant every now and then. God got to give me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. We all need some heart fixing, some mind regulating. I don't care how long you've been a preacher. I don't care how long you've been the pastor of the biggest church. If you stand up and tell people you don't need a hard check, you lie. And the truth is not in you. Because serving God and man starts with your heart. Living right before God starts with your heart. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, stay there. God is always checking our hearts. Why is that, Bobby? He know the very intent of it. He know all that's in our hearts. He's the only one knowing. That's how folk can come and manipulate and trick you. Because we don't know what's in man's heart. Only God do, does. And when somebody says, please forgive me, it's done. They ain't even got to say please. They just said, forgive me. Oh, come on. I forgave you already. Let's move on to something new. They still holding on to it and they watching me because they don't believe I forgave them and forgot it. Sometimes they'll try it again and the same thing happens. I forgave you. I forgot it. I don't care about that. My life is in his hand. You won't be able to just kill me. My life is hid in him. I'm telling you the truth this morning. So look, Matthew 11 and 28 says, come unto me. And I'm going to tell you, we got to go unto him because guess what? When they kill your son, 
I was at a sad funeral. I'm talking about this was real sad. The mother was in there yelling out that she hoped the ones that killed her son die. Oh, she was saying some unforgivable things. And it was at a church. But look, when they kill your son, they kill your daughter. They rape your daughter. They beat up your son. He walk off and leave you. He said he loved you. And you believed him with all your heart. He walked off. She said she loved you. But you caught her in your bed with another man. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about the people of God. The Christian. The believer. The saints of God. You let them in your house and they stole all they could. When this happened, what go on? We got to forgive and forget and we yet got to love them. But listen at Matthew 11 and 28. This, this is one reason why. Come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. We got to go to God. See, because those are some hard things. You don't kill my son. Sometimes it's the only child I got. I'll never have another child. I struggled to raise him to get him grown. He wasn't a bad child. He was an usher at the church. Sometimes he's just a hellion. He's a thug. He's a hoodlum. But he's mine, and I love him, and you killed him. I got to go to God. Come unto me. You're having heart problems? Because see, when we can't forgive, forgive and forget, we're having heart problems. We need a heart transplant. We might just need open heart surgery. God just got to come in and get that out of there. But either way it goes, it's a heart situation. H-E-A-R-T situation. So he invites us to come unto him. Well, to come to him. Come come unto me. I know you're, I know you're heavy, laden. I, I know you're heavy. I know you've been teaching Sunday school. You've been teaching Bible study. I know you had your women group, your men group. I know you go to the prison. I know your only job you known for praying with the group in the morning. This, that, whatever it may be. Come unto me, all ye that labor. I know you're doing some work to me. And you're heavy laden. This thing is on your heart 24-7. They killed my boy. She walked off and left me. He walked off and left me. I love them with all my heart. You don't understand. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. I, I, I sang in the choir. I went over there and helped clean the church. I did some labor unto the Lord. I'm doing some labor unto him. But I'm heavy laden. They done killed my boy. They done killed my daughter. They done left me alone. They lied on me. They cheated me. They stole all they could from me. And I, who is I? Almighty God that have all power. Don't you ever forget it. He's got all power. There's no higher power. He turned things around for the good. 
He wipes out what should be. He blots out transgression. He make it look like it never did nothing. And we got to make it look like these other folks never did nothing. And I will give you rest. I called you to sleep at night, although your son dead, your daughter dead. He walked off and left you. She walked off and left. They stole all your hair. They lied on you on the job. They fired you on the job over a lie. Guess what? He's giving rest. And we want his rest. See, we want to lay in the arms of the man. He wants to lay in the arms. No, no, no. I want to lay in the arms of Jesus because it's going to be real rest. Because he is the almighty God. He is almighty God who has all the wisdom. He loves in ways we never will understand. Tell me it's not true. Go on and tell me to my face. He don't love us in ways we don't even understand. The other day I was in dial straight for cash. Y'all know I'm always in dial straight because I, I have to help people. It's just, you know, the ministry. So look, I, I don't hear cash out. I saw it go off. And when it went off, I said, Cash App going off. Woohoo. I'm on vacation. I know this ain't nobody from the show. Well, when I opened it up, this wonderful sister out of Alaska, <laughs> working a prestigious job that I just can't get over there. She worked that kind of job. And I met this kind of person. Bless me real good. Bless me real good. Why? I trust God. Why? I'm resting in him. I don't understand his love, all of his love for me. I don't understand. But yet he loves me. All my righteousness is as filthy rags. Some days when I think back in the world at the things I have done, and yet he forgave me and brought me to a place of happiness in him. Some days I want to pinch myself. Hey, I think about it. He saved me, Sister Rita. It was God that saved me. He the one brought me out of darkness, Jerry, into this marvelous life. I didn't bring myself. Angela Foot, I didn't know what love was until I found God. You, you, you got to understand. Hey, glory. After that, I didn't know what a good life was until I met him. I, and I, look, Sion, I, I thought I was balling out of control. You, 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 you understand me? Sion there, Polly Sion. The goal... I didn't know until I met him what real fashion was. <laughs> Oof. I didn't know what clean was. I didn't know what holiness was until I met him. I didn't understand his love, Andres Dennis. I didn't know he had a love like that for me. I knew some people cared about me, my parents, my brothers, you know, family members, but I never knew that kind of love, Andrea, until Andrea, uh, until I met him. I found out he was almighty God who had all power, Sister Samoa. 
There was no higher power. Hey, glory. Rose Brown, I needed him. I I, I want you to understand, Wiki, I I, I needed him. I couldn't face things that had happened in my life. You know me. You know me. You know me for over 50 years. You know what I'm talking about. I didn't know until he came. I allowed him to come in in the realness. Yeah. I didn't know, Irene, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I, I didn't know this. All this come later on. Hey. When I fully gave myself to him, when I fully came to him and he began to bless me with wisdom, he began to bless me to understand his word, I knew that I could forgive and forget that I could love, and love would even cause me to forgive, no matter what the crime was. The day he wanted people to love. If we say we got God and we're not loving, we're lying, the truth is not in us. Again, today, he wants his people to love, and all this love includes uh, or should I say, it's for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because sometimes we're going to have that in the church. Sometimes these kind going to be, appear to be brothers and sisters in Christ. You got to watch your children in church now, because these times, the ugly, the bad, they, they'll rape your child, molest your child. At the church, at the church. And it's it's in leadership. Sometimes on the job, it's the supervisor throw you under the bus with the owner. You ain't did nothing. The supervisor forgot something, forgot to tell you something, and then blame it on you. Yet we got the love, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, Barbara, how can I do that? You got to hold that light up high. That bright light Jesus, he got to be held up high. You the candle that sit on the hill that can't be hid. They're going to see that light. And they're going to know that light means safety. That light means deliverance. That light means come here. That light means I can fix you. But you got to hold it up. How your light looking? Is it dim? Do you need batteries? What, what you need? You need a new candle? Is the candle burned out? Because, see, he said we the salt of the earth. The Christians, the believers, the saints of God, we are what give the earth its savor. I say its flavor. Because we are here, the earth is still standing. God could have come and been come and got his people and went on. But he wished that none should perish. He allowed us to stay. To hold up the blood-stained banner and to hold that light up, we got, we got that candle burning high. I don't ever want to turn my light down. If I can, I want to turn it up so somebody can see how to come to Jesus. Many times it starts with learning to forgive others. That love. Today he wants uh, his people to love, and all this love includes the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, many times it starts with learning to forgive others. 
I had eight biological children, I told y'all. And if I found out you touched one of my children, it, it drove me, uh-uh, oh, uh-uh, I wanted to kill you. I'm just honest. And I don't know a parent who wouldn't want to just destroy you for destroying your child, my child. But guess what? I learned that my enemies, God loved them. Did you know that? I'm like, what? In the God loved my enemies. He loved me and he loved my enemy. And guess what told me to love him? <laughs> yeah, I got to love him. So I had to learn how to forgive. I would hear things on the news that had been done to people that make me mad. I had heard things on the news that happened to children. Somebody did that to a child. It instantly made me mad. But God blessed me, and he had to teach me how to learn to forgive quick, let it go, and forget it. Love the person, not what they did. Today they say you got to love the person and not the sin. So we love the people and not what someone has done. Because that same person, God can come in and turn their whole heart around. Or, or, or take that heart out and give them a new heart and make them a brand new person. Been there, done that. I, I, I'm one of those survivors. I'm, I'm, a, I, I, I'm the product of what God can do today. What he has done. What he will do if we allow him to do. I'm that product today. I was a wreck undone. As the people said, I wasn't fit to live and couldn't die. You heard me say, God said, you're poisoning my people. I was poisoning his people. He forgave me, cleaned me up, taught me to forgive myself, brought me to his word, gave me, I wanted it. I had to have it. I couldn't live without it. I made up my mind one day, whatever it took, if I find God, I'm going all the way. I was at the window. I thought I was just talking to the sky. I said, God, I, I, I heard you, you're God. I don't really know. I said, I, I want to believe you're real. I hope you're real, but I don't know. I said, but if you're real, I want to be just as real in you as you are real. Next thing I know, I was on the side of the bed on my knees praying. Today, I learned that that was the prayer of faith. I prayed that thing believing that God was hearing if he was real and that he was going to answer, and he did. And he come to make my life better than it had ever been. And he did just, I couldn't turn him loose, I'm sorry. I couldn't leave him home in the Bible and I go to work. I couldn't leave him home and got my Bible on the seat, but I done left God at the house and I'm headed to church. I couldn't go to the doctor and leave God home in the Bible. Wherever I went, I had to take him with me because I needed him. And then I found out when I went to the altar and said, I do, he did come into my heart to live forever. Yeah. I found the truth in him, not in the world. 
but in him. Because the world would say one thing, but he would show me another. Who report will you believe today? I had to believe the report of Almighty God. Hallelujah. I feel all right right there. Amen goes right there. So look, many times it starts with learning to forgive others. God understands what has been done to you. He knows you you've been hurt sometime in places and ways others could never imagine. God know about your secrets. He know about you. He know when they said this that hurt you. Let me tell y'all something. I don't know if they still calling people homosexuals today. Because things unchanged and names unchanged. But listen. I know you straight. I know you straight up and down. If you're a man, you love women. If you're a woman, you love men. I am that. Yes, I am. But you don't know the magnitude of what a person goes through who's confused, really, about their identity. They look like a a woman, but they loving women. You, you, you don't know what these people go through. It looks like a man, but he loving men. You don't know what they go through. Our job is to love the good, the bad, and the ugly. No matter what you think it is, you're supposed they're human. We got to love them. I'm not supposed to put them down. I'm not supposed to make them feel uncomfortable. Another woman can't have me. I can tell you that today. But a man can, the right man. But I just wasn't designed to be with a woman. Ever since my childhood, a little girl, I love men. That's that's just it. Nothing I can do. And I'm not no ways confused about it. I've been this way for a long time and I'm gonna die that way. I know what I like. Yeah. So we couldn't imagine what some of these people go through. Even after the pedophile and did what he, you don't know what he, after the murderer done killed, you don't know what they thinking. You don't know what these, before that, you don't know what led up to that. You don't know what caused all of this to happen. It's evil. We know that. But where's your compassion? Where's your light shining? We don't condone wrong. We don't condone sin. But Jesus was the one that said, come unto me. All that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give rest. So when we see all of this, we got to go to Jesus. Asking him to help us. Lord, help me to forgive and forgive quickly. Lord, help me to forgive. Help me to forget. Help me to forget. Help me to love like Jesus. Strengthen me when the trial for love comes. Strengthen me when the trial for forgiveness comes. Strengthen me when the trial for forgetfulness comes. Because I want to do it the right way. Your way is the only right way for me to do it. And I don't let me have an ear to listen to others to tell me to be evil against somebody who done evil to me. Help me today, Lord Jesus. We're the believers, we're the Christians, we're the men and women of God, we're the, 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 the saints of God. Some people don't call themselves the, the woman of God or the man of God because they feel like they're not living nothing unto God. But if he saved you, you're the woman of God. 
If he saved you, mister, you're the man of God. You have God living in you. And we have not because we ask not. We, we haven't asked God to help us to forgive, help us to forget, help us to love like Jesus did. Strengthen me while you give me the trial to do these. Because the trial coming again. Pray for patience. The trial for patience is coming. I've talked Shante off the ledge of many days with that patience. Well, Mama, you know, I just don't have that. Wait, 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 wait. You said you had Jesus, though. <laughs> hey, hey, I can hear frustration there. I can hear it. You got to go to him, baby, and ask him to strengthen you when the trial for patience comes. I used to be, oh, I had no patience. Prison blessed me, too. When I came home, my brother said, you got the patience of Job. Yeah, because when you were locked up, you, you ain't doing nothing on your timing. You did it when them people say you could do it. If it's four months from now, you had to wait till the four months was up. So I was blessed to learn patience. Now, some days, you know, I get a little antsy, a little anxious, but he said, be anxious for nothing, all things in prayer and supplications. I just have to make my request known unto him and sit back and, and trust him and wait for him. Yeah, it's going to be all right. I can't say it's always easy. Now. I hope I ain't making this thing like, poof, I got it. No. To get to where, even where I am today, from 1993 to today, oh, it, it, it's been storms and lots of rain. I can truly say I made it, but it was by his grace, his mercy. Most of all, through his love, I made it here. And that's what it's going to take for me to continue to make it and with a well-made-up mind for him. Oh, yeah. So look, two different kind of hurt and pain. Who hurt you? Where were you hurt? Was it at church? Was it at work? Was it in college? Was it at home? Uh, in the grocery store? Where were you hurt? And when were you hurt? How long ago has it been? Because see, some things appear to be fresh in our minds. Like it happened yesterday or today. And that thing happened 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, three years ago, two years ago. And we still got it refreshed and rehearsed in our mind. Now we got to let it go. The songwriter said, I turned it over to Jesus and I stopped worrying about it. Andrew Stenham was saying like you one day, turned it over to the Lord. He worked it out. Oh, yeah. Huh? When were you hurt? Where was you hurt? Who hurt you? Was it a family member, a friend, uh, somebody in the church, somebody on the job, on a vacation? What, what, what happened? Because we need to give that to God. We need to give him all this information. Lord, John hurt me. And this is how he hurt me, Lord. You're telling all of this. Where were you? Lord, I was home when he came in the house and said all of this to me and did all of this to me. And Lord, he did that 10 years ago and I'm still wrestling with it, but Lord, I need you to deliver me. He understands all these things go on in this life with us as human beings. He understands. He's always here 
to touch our lives and heal our hurting hearts. Believe it or not, he's always here to do it. He'll touch your life, he'll heal your hurting heart, but you got to allow him to and stop battling with him about it. Stop holding it back from him. Because, see, let me tell you, we'll tell our deacon's darkest secret to the best friend, but we won't do it to God. We won't open up to him. We try to skate around it like he don't know. He saw it when it happened. He saw, he knew the contemplation of it before it happened. We got to open up more to him. And tell him all about it. And, and tell him what you want him to do about it. Lord, I want you to totally heal me of this thing so I can forgive and forget and love the person that did it to me. I wouldn't have made it this far because they're ex-husbands. I just thought he was a raggedy rascal after I found out everything. I mean raggedy. And if I'm honest, I, 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 I did contemplate killing him. I'm honest, I'm honest, I'm honest. God spoke in my life. I had to go to him and repent for the very thought. Because a thought is a thing. You think on it long enough, you might be able to pull it on off. Now you may be able to do that thing. But I went to him in sincere prayer. From a sincere heart. Ask him to help me to forgive this man. And to forget what he did. And to love him in spite of. And one day I called him. Our youngest daughter was planning to get married. And so I called him and, you know, asked him would he give her away and yada, yada, yada. And when I heard his voice, it was pitiful. I don't know if y'all could understand. I felt sorry for him. My three oldest boys said after they got grown, if they ever saw him, they would kill him. They was teenagers. I said, no, you won't. Oh, yes, we will. We'll beat him to death. The three of us will beat him to death. I said, the very next time y'all see him, y'all going to feel sorry for him. I said, no, you won't. The next time y'all see him, y'all going to feel sorry for him. Because, see, I saw their lives. They was eating good. They were sleeping good. There was love in the home and happiness. They were in the church. The oldest one, Lonnie, he was the first preacher. He was preaching. I knew y'all wasn't going to do nothing like that. I knew it. And years later, they got to see him one day. And they were together. Oh, God got a mighty sweet way. All three of them was together when they saw him. They came home and they said, Ma, we want to talk to you. I said, okay. They said, we seen Billy today. I said, yeah. They said, and we, Ma, he was just pitiful. Oh, he looked like Death Valley days. I said, See, we have a way with words in the family. I said, okay. He said, oh, he looks so bad. He said, we looked at each other and shook our head and just started walking together. We didn't say nothing or none of that. We just started heading home. And I said, Mom told us this. She said, when the next time we saw him, 
we would feel sorry for him. And we wouldn't touch it. And them, them three boys there, they was something to reckon with. I just want y'all to know they were no, no weak young men. Now, they'll get with you. And if all three of them got with you, oh, yeah. But anyway, um, I knew that wouldn't happen. Because, see, you reap what you sow. When you forgive people and you let it go and you pray for them, them deeds pay them. But when you hold on with unforgiveness and not forgetting, you helping them. But if you want to help you forgive, forget, and love, and watch what happens. Whether they come back and ever apologize to you or not, it makes no difference. You move on. Because if not holding on to that, you're stuck. So many times we ignore God's healing process because it's just that a process and it takes time. Sometimes we have allowed ugly and bitter to set in because of our hurt and pain. It's a process and it takes time. When I first came to the Lord, he didn't just zap, bap, and just snatch everything away from me. Remember, I was still smoking weed. He didn't just, I was still sipping sips of Crown Royal. I, I, I would have rum and Coke. I, I, I'm still, and if I knew the weed was good, I'd take a token with it. But I had come to the Lord. But as he taught me and time progressed, and I wanted to be delivered, and I wanted God, and I wanted the ways of God, he slowly but surely delivered me and began a healing process. And believe it or not, do you know I'm still in healing, right? I still have some ways to go in healing. Yes, yes. Everything is not just that. He took that cussing from me because I wanted that cussing to go. I didn't want to use bad words. Men used to say, lady, do you have to talk like that? My goodness, that's how bad it was. And then I, once I came to the Lord, I really wanted him to, because I didn't ever want the bishop or the church members to hear me cussing like that. Well, I tell you, I prayed about that thing and God delivered me because he said in his word, put that filthy communication out of your mouth. So I wanted it to go. So he delivered me. Yeah. But if we don't get with God and get him to bless us with forgiveness and forgetfulness and love, We're going to turn bitter. Whatever man did to you, you're going to treat all men bad because some man, one man or two men did you in. I don't know too many women haven't dealt with some trickery with men, manipulation. I don't know too many uh, uh, women uh, who haven't tricked them, tried to manipulate a man. It's vice versa and vice versa. It, it's in there. It's on both sides. 
even children. Little girls try to manipulate their dad and their brothers, cousins, yeah. But we got to get some help. And the only way to get it is through Jesus and be prepared for the process. Sometimes things we done forgot happen. You bring it back. But the reason it come back, healing process, it, it, it's, it's, it's in there intertwined, but all of it is unwinding. It's unwinding to, after a while, you're going to see the organization of it and the healing process. You, the healing is taking place. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus, thank you. Listen, God is saying, come, let me work in you and on you. Let me do it. I made you. I know every part of you. I, I know the hands, the number of hands on your head. Literally, he does. He's a big God like that. He's a wise God like that. He know everything about you. He know what you haven't told him about you. He know more about you than you know about you. He said, come, let me work in you and on you. We screaming, no, don't you see they hurt me? Uh, no, he or she, they hurt me. No, don't fix me. I want to react to my hurting pain. Many times this is what we do. I counsel with people. I pray with people. I witness to people. I talk to people. And a lot of times this is what's going on. He said, let me work in you. Let me work on you. They screaming, no, don't you see they hurt me? He hurt me. She hurt me. No, don't fix me. I want to wallow in my hurt and pain. It's a familiar place. I don't want to come out my familiar place. I'm familiar with being here. I don't want. I won't read the Bible much. I won't go to church too much. I, I won't pray with people uh, too much, and I won't let them really. Pray for me, because I don't want to come out of my familiar place. They hurt me, I want to stay here. Because the long I stay in this hurt, they going to hurt, no ma'am. You're hurting by yourself. No, sir. You're alone in the hurt. They done moved on. Guess what? They even forgot what they did to you. They have forgotten what they did to you. So we need God to heal us. We need God to give us a heart transplant. We need God to come in and do open heart surgery on us. Not them, on us. Because guess what? God loved them too. Hey, glory. And I always said this, the first one without sin, cast the first stone. If you never did wrong, you never did nobody wrong. You, you point the first finger. You know, in other words, you throw the first brick, the first block. You got the big rock in your hand. Go ahead and throw it. Because you never did nothing. You've been perfect all your life. You never told a lie, George Washington. And that cherry tree or whatever kind it was, apple tree or whatever. Yeah. You be the first to do it. But God wants us to love, forgive, and forget. He really does. These are examples. A co-worker could have hurt you, a family member, a neighbor, 
you know, continues to aggravate and frustrate you every time you see them. So you hide. You hide because you're trying to avoid them. Yeah. They aggravate you, harass you, you know, frustrate you, and you try not because you want to tell them off. You really want to tell them how you feel. You want to tell them about themselves. Your looks and gestures irritate them. Your look and gestures irritate them. Why they frustrate you and aggravate you. You you avoid them in every way you can. You come in and see them headed towards you. You detour and take the long way around rather than to walk to them face to face. In the word of God, we can find nationalities that are against each other in the same way. Each having their own way and their own God. You may believe in Jesus. Others may believe in God. Uh, God sent his son, Jesus, and Jesus had a better way. He died for us all. Therefore, we must live according to Jesus' examples. You may need to be the bigger person. Humble yourself. Repent to them. Yeah, you, you repent to them first and ask God to forgive you after you uh, ask them to forgive for forgiveness. You may have to work on it. If you want to be right and do right, then we must learn to think right. Yeah. Let this mind be in us that was also in Christ Jesus. Bottom line, love and forgive and forget. Remember, this is well. Remember, this is well now. We must be witnesses everywhere we go. Let our light shine. Yeah. This is this, just another example. Sometimes women are raped or treated bad by men. I can turn their heart to resist anything about a man. It turns their heart to resist in and, and, and basically everything about a man. If it is a man... The same thing his heart resists. If it was a woman, her heart is going to resist. If it was a man, his heart is going to resist because you've been treated bad by one or the other. It's not what they think, but what they feel. Yeah, it's not what they think a lot of times. It's what they feel. Sometimes your feeling outrides your thinking, override, I should say, your thinking. Yes, it does. I won't go into deep examples. I have had experiences with people who come for prayer and they were hurting and decided to talk with me. So their mother or father was an alcohol abuser. They had been abused because of the drinking. Many said I hated alcohol, but... Some way, somehow, I started medicating myself with a drink here or there because I wanted to prove you could drink without becoming addicted to it. Later, they found themselves like the alcohol abuse, abusive parents or, par- or parents. In some cases, looking at this, we may ask why. Yeah. Looking at this, we may ask why. Well, why they started drinking when the parents were already uh, getting drunk and, and beating them and, and selling them and whatever they were doing. But only God can fix it. It is, it, it is a root that must come completely out. Must completely come completely out of the heart. 
See, a lot of things is in our heart. Some things we were born with this thing in our heart because of our family members. But God is the one that can operate, do the open heart surgery, take it out, put what should be in there, or he just removed the whole heart and give us a new heart. When we first start off, this is what he does. For if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. <clears throat> Excuse me. Old things has passed away, and behold, all things become new. He had to give us a new heart. Yeah. So look, we can go to doctors of many different kinds, but only God can fix our hearts. We may learn to do better, but it is still always there waiting for a chance to come out. Why? The root ain't been taken out. Why is it? Because the mind has found a way to try the heart. I mean, the mind found a way to try, but the heart has not been fixed. Any addictive thing that is not fixed is still in the heart. But now, once God fixes the heart, he removes it from the root. Take the whole root out and all the residue. It can't come back. No seed or foundation, but it is to begin or grow. See, it, 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 it's no more seed in there. No foundation is left. So it can't come back. It can't grow back. Yeah. Almighty God is the one who can perform heart surgery without a knife. Daily, he can have our heart as if it isn't, as if it's at a gym, <laughs> training, building, getting stronger in the right things. He can massage the heart, and we feel his love, and we will want to become his servant forever. Well, we feel his love. I'm sorry, I wrote that word wrong. He can massage the heart. And we feel his love, and we will want to become his servant forever. No lip service to him, but heart service. Now we come to this, loving your enemies. Your enemy are enemies. What you think about it? Can you do it? Are you going to work on it? Are you going to God about your healing? Are you going to God about forgiveness? Are you going to God to, to ask him to strengthen you to do these things? What are you going to do? Who hurt you? Where they hurt you? Yeah. Where were you? Yeah. All of this, you got to take it to him because you want to forgive. Because if we forgive, God will forgive us. Hallelujah. Many times forgiving and learning to love seems hard. And this is because we don't know how to let it go. Feeling like if I let it go, then I, I will forget who hurt me and how I was hurt. Feeling like as long as I remember the other person who hurt me uh, won't get punished. Now, as long as you holding on to it, the other person won't get punished. Why? You got it. But when we learn to let go, pray, and make up your mind, okay, I'm going to just let this go. One thing I learned, if I don't have something, I, I don't have to, you know, deal with it. It's gone. I, I got to accept it's gone and ain't nothing I can do about it. Yeah. I've had a, a, a bracelet stolen. I love that bracelet. Look, I had the bracelet made in Alaska, Angela. I had it made. It, it had uh, bees, the glass bees, clear glass bees. And the gold bees. And the gold bees looked like real gold. So the bracelet was diamond and gold. 
but they, it wasn't real. It just looked like real gold and real diamonds. I love that bracelet. Somebody took it. I promise I have seen not seen that bracelet in 15 years. I was so hurt over that bracelet. Oh, you don't understand. A lady made it for me. I only paid her $6. That's all she charged me to make that bracelet. And everybody saw it. They were like, ooh, girl, where you get that from? I said, I had it made. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I would tell them what it was made out. Sometimes, you know, they didn't care. They just thought it was pretty. Yeah. So, look, you won't punish that person. The other person that hurt you, you're not punishing them by holding on to it. When you let go, that's when the punishment going to come because of this. That's when God can move for you because you let it go. But if he going to fix it, you got to let go. If you going to fix it, he going to let it go because you got it. He can't fix it and you have it. We got to learn to let go. Pray And look here. Once that bracelet came up missing, and I looked for days for and I, I, uh, it's gone, Barbara, except the fact that it's gone. Either go get another bracelet or just move on in your life, baby. No need in the crying. No need to go into God. God return my bracelet, Lord, and I stole it. No, that bracelet gone. And in three days, when you first said, Lord, let me find my bracelet, and you didn't find it, it's gone. Now, 15 years later, it can come back. But right then and there, it's not coming back. Let it go. Yeah. Matter of fact, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I think they're going to send me my bracelet back is why I remember it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Look, we must want it to let it go. Not just anywhere. You're not just letting it go anywhere now. But let it go to God. Give it to him. He'll fix it. Uh-uh. Once you let it go to him, forgetting is a good thing once he has it. Make sure you give it to God and forget it. Look, you're not just giving it to anybody. You're not giving it to a jackleg preacher. You're not giving it to a liar, a manipulator. Somebody who done hurt you and want to come back and hurt you. No, you giving this to Jehovah, almighty God that have all power. There's no higher power. The God that loved you, the God that so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. You giving it to him, not just anybody. And guess what? Sooner or later, it'll work in your favor. Why? God will turn it around for you. Yes, he will. I'm a living witness. So look, forgetting is a good thing once he has it. We should want to forgive because he forgave us. Remember the first one without fault, cast the first stone. He can't forgive us if we won't forgive others. Now, we can't compare sin or wrongdoing. You can't compare them now. Sin is sin, wrong is wrong. No big sin, no little sin. No big wrong, no little wrong. Sin is sin, wrong is wrong. I know we try to measure. I'm going to tell a little white lie. Ain't no such thing as a white lie. A lie is a lie. Oh, I'm about to tell a golden lie now. You ain't telling no golden lie. You're telling a lie. Again, a lie is a lie. Yeah. And look, 
And many times, as believers, we encounter big things do by others sad, but true. Yeah, it is our way as loving God to do what pleases him. Recently, I had a situation. Well, two, really. Yeah. We almost done, y'all. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of felt... Um, I kind of felt like the person came to try me and uh, try to trick me away from God and his word. Uh, the second situation came through someone I love, but they can't love me back because they don't know how. Uh, I had to forgive both these people and move on in Jesus. God teaches us, and some of us, he shows things by example. Yeah. I, I, I don't hate nobody. I do not hate anybody. I don't have no reason to hate. But God is love. And because I know what he's able to do, capable of doing, will do, has done for me, I, I don't have to be there. I don't have to walk in unforgiveness. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, I know it's not an easy thing. Barbara, they killed my son. Do you understand that, Barbara? They killed my young one. Barbara, do you understand what I'm saying? I had my whole idea what God said. I love them, Barbara. I love them uh, from a sincere place. You don't understand. They just walked all over my heart like that. I do understand. And so does God. He understands. He know you're hurting your pain. He know what they did to you. He know as a child you didn't know what to do. In some cases, you couldn't tell parents. In some cases, parents wasn't there. So he know what you went through. But he's a healer. We want to forgive quickly. Let it go. And forget. And love. Because we must love our enemy. God loved him. And told us to love him. Hallelujah. Because he got a, he has a purpose and a plan for all of this. His ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. And so we don't know the plan, all the plans of God. And if he told us we would mess up a lot of stuff, I would. I would put my hand in his business because he done showed me. I know folks, he done told them things and and show them things, and they run right to it, and they're going to do something. Instead of backing up, letting it go, leave it alone. If you believe God, if you truly believe God and trust him, you don't have to do nothing. I'm a living witness. Because I've been through the storm and lots of rain. This I can tell you this. Ooh, but I made it. <laughs> I've had heartaches and pain. <laughs> But ooh, July the 18th, is it the 18th, 2022, I made it. Yeah, been talked about, criticized, all kind of stuff. I'm not saying I was always an angel because I done did some stuff to people. I done lied to folks. I done cheated people. Yeah. I done been out there and did bad, illegal things. But God saved me, brought me out. Hallelujah. And I can't go back. I I cannot do it. 
Not if I want to live. Not if I want to go back with him when he comes. I cannot do it. I don't have a desire to. I don't want to. I want to stay on the straight and narrow with him. Hallelujah. Almighty God that have all power. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Listen, I'm going to the next requested song of the morning. And uh, when I come back, uh, if someone has something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and I come in. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, everybody, get your feet happy. Let's go, come on.
Because we believe, we believe today. We trust you today. And Lord, we ask that you would heal our hurting hearts, remove all the pain, God. Help us to forgive and forget quickly. Teach us your way of loving, God. Strengthen us as we go through the trials to get all of these things. But Father, we want to do what's pleasing and acceptable unto you today and every day of our lives. You've been good to us. You've made ways we didn't even see. You've opened doors, God. We didn't even know a door was closed. You're worthy this morning of all the glory and the honor and the worship and the praise that we can give you. And, Father, we give you our hearts today. All perform surgery. Give us clean hearts in the name of Jesus. Bless, God, your people here this morning. And, Lord, suicidal patients. We ask this morning that you would move for these your people in a mighty way. God, remove the thought. You made them for your pleasure. Remove the thought of suicide. Lord, give them a smooth carpet that, God, they can lay down and accept whatever it is and have the patience to know that nothing stays the same. With time, everything is going to change. Do it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you today. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you glory, honor, and praise. Father, we ask it all again in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. I couldn't imagine that thing now. I want to take me out of here. I, I couldn't imagine that. Ah, but God is faithful. He's able. All right, Sister Jerry, I'm coming at you right now. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? Good morning, Sister Barbara. I'm well. Thank you for coming back and hope you got a lot of rest and everything. Uh, no, but I, I'm going to be all right, Sister Jerry. I know you are. Mm-hmm. I know you are. I just want to thank God for you and thank God. And I, I learned some things while you were gone, but sometimes you have to go through something. Because sometimes when you feel like you're walking alone, remember God is walking with you. Yes. Sometimes you feel like when everything is going wrong, really going right. Mm-hmm. So today I just want to say, God, I thank you. Yes, Lord. Lord, I thank you. 
I thank you for saving my life. I thank you for showing me my life is not what I think it is. I thank you for showing me, just like your words say, you might have 200 friends and call all 200 of them and nobody will answer. But I learned yesterday, I text so many people to call me. And everybody has told me the same thing. I just saw your text. I just saw your text. So even God will say, sometimes the only person you have, Jerry, is me. Your life isn't over. It's just beginning. My sister-in-law, son, got shot three times in his chest yesterday. Mm. My God, my God. And I thank God, because that could have easily been my son. But God didn't allow that. So I want to thank God for giving me just what I can handle. Oh, come on. I can't handle what Barbara has. He had that phone doing all that. Money. He wasn't doing that earlier. <laughs> well, Jerry, today is Monday, and I just got back. I know it. I'm just saying. Devil trying to stop me from telling my story. Barbara, I was so under the weather. I mean, under the weather. I was so confused. But God, I thank you. I thank you, Barbara, for being there. And I just saw your text when you said, Jerry, I don't care. I'm going to make it to call me, girl. Why couldn't I see no text? And why wasn't things communicating? God wanted to show me. Sometimes, Jerry, all you have is me. I don't need to be sad about my children. I just need to turn them over to Lord. Brett, not yourself, or either do with Jerry. And the sad thing about my sister-in-law's son, his, he lay in the bed and she go in there and get a gun and shoot him in the chest three times. Who does that? He runs out the house and collapsed on the ground. Who invites you over to their house? When you go to sleep, they shoot you three times in the chest. Pray. Because this world is really, really, really going crazy. We got to heal this land. Heal it. Heal this land. Lord, I thank you for a new day. Thank you, Lord. That the people I was paying in the street was was like the enemy. Now listen at the lawnmower man out there. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. Mr. Jarrett? Uh huh. Oh, okay. You, you, you're done? I thought you was somewhere. Yeah, wrong. I just. Thank you for saving okay. my life. 
Amen. Thank you, God, for saving my life. Yes. I was hurting with the enemy. And you know when you're doing what you're doing in the street, you can get killed any minute. Now, I know his mama seemed to think, well, he's just an innocent boy. But something had to happen, boy, to get up in the middle of the night and get the gun and shoot him in the chest. Hmm. Nobody just gets up and shoots you in your chest for no reason. Well, I don't know. Sound mind, I don't know. And then my other girlfriend, it was a shooting up weekend this weekend. And I said, Lord, you see this? It could have been me over 40 years ago. That could have been me dead. But I thank God he spared my life. Thank you, Papa, for allowing me to speak this morning. Amen. 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 Yes, God is faithful. God is faithful, and this is what we do. This is why we pray, and uh, we pray for one another. We pray for uh, the world, really, you know, and we we pray for the people of God, the saints of God, the Christians, you know, the believers. But we pray for the world, too, because we understand it all starts in your mind. Yeah, it all starts in the mind. And if your mind don't belong to God, there's only one of them, and it's evil. And so if, if you're not doing the will of God, then you're doing the will of evil. I don't care what nobody say. And, you know, people want you to think, oh, well, hey, I'm a believer, too. I'm a Christian. I know God. But you're not doing godly things. So there's a difference, you know, between the two. And we'll be praying for uh, him, Jerry. And you say the girlfriend shot him in the chest. The mama, who shot him? Three times. I'm, I'm saying who shot him, though, Jerry? Oh, yeah, the girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, because a lot they of got two girls, they got two girls together. So I'm so confused. Why would you kill your baby daddy? Well, look, Jerry. I tried uh, Okay, well, you don't know what folk them went through. Hey, brother D, God bless you this morning, man. Jerry, you don't know what they're going through, and you don't know the magnitude of, of the things that they think they're going through. A lot of times they stay in these relationships too long. You're supposed to bend out of that. A lot of times you're shacking up, and you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to marry somebody. It's a number of things in there. Yeah. And if we don't get out of there, that devil come to steal, kill, and destroy. He's going he to steal our lives from us, you know? He's going to kill our hopes and dreams. And you end up yeah. in prison and destroy. That's just the bottom line. The only way you come back is you need Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. That's the only way, that's the only way of coming to live a holy, good, wholesome life. Yeah, you got to have him. Yes, Um, Lord. And so it's all right today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Brother D, I want you to do me a favor now. I I want you to go back uh, to Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, and I just want you to stay there for three days. Today is Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. You can come out of that Thursday if you choose to. But if you'll go back to that book for the next three days, Brother D, 
uh, there's some good things that's about to happen, but I need you to trust God. He needs you to trust him. So this, these right here, this right here going to bring you where you need to be. Yeah, I need you to get in Proverbs and say, brother, it's already all right in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Wake up, Rose Brown, and stop sleeping over there. You'll be all right. You tired? <laughs> <laughs> I just have to mess with her. I have to mess with her, Sister Sherry. That Rose have known me for 50 years. I, I used to go to uh, her, her mama. She used to make that million dollar pie. And I go over there. She said, Barbara, have you ever tasted a million dollar pie? I said, no, ma'am, Miss Brown. She said, well, come on in here and let me let you taste it. Oh, I wanted a whole pie, but I was too embarrassed to ask for another piece. Oh, not me. I just said, ooh, Rose Brown, this is so good. Can I have this whole pie? No, that wasn't Rose Brown doing. That was Carrie Brown. That was her mom. Oh, and, uh, oh well, yeah. She used to decorate things so pretty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was the days right there. I was young. When I first mm-hmm. met Rose, I was about 19. Uh-huh. When I first met her. When I was young, I didn't eat all them sweets. I kind of like pulled up because I want to keep my little girly figure. Okay. Now I let it go. Just let it go. I want to be a wise receiver. Yeah. I wouldn't stand that back in the day, no girly figure, man. I was eat what I want, what I want, running, ripping, and it stick. Hey, Sister Rita. <laughs> so glad to hear you, boy. Mm-hmm. God bless you. I'm happy to see you here this morning, Sister Rita. Yeah, very happy. And uh, uh, let me see who I didn't say nothing to. Over there, quiet today. He got he got a little quiet ministry. Go. He might be working. You're working by asking. But you got a little quiet ministry going on today. So he's probably on the road. Yeah. And thank you so much for the quick prayer, Sister Center. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, Sister Samoa, I see you over there. What, Samoa, Philadelphia, over there with Laura? Yeah, I forgot about that. Good morning to you, Eric. Oh. 408, God bless you this morning. First three numbers, 821. Yeah. The studio open if you have something you would like to say this morning. Feel free to press that number one. We got a little time left. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I, that Jerry, I know it. I know it, Sister Angela. I already know. Ooh. What? <laughs> Say that Jerry funny. That Jerry's so I, funny. Yeah, she know it. She know it. We hear you every day. We hear you every day. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, look, um, I got an announcement. I, I just got to get the announcement together. Uh, I tried to come in yesterday. I was going to do a lot yesterday, announcements, get it together, this and that. And uh, Erica called me to come over to um, pick up. She was going to cook stew peas. We went Saturday and got the stuff to cook it. So yesterday I took it over to her and I sat there and she had two Insta pots going. So she made a yeah. humongous, woo, like I want to say three gallons of, of stew peas. Jerry, I want you to just taste a little bit of it here. No, I'm good. I'm good. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, I'm good. Uh-uh. I, I'm real good. I'm good. I'm good. No, you want to be good. You'll taste some stew peas. Yeah, I'm going to make sure oh you get some. 
Oh my God. <laughs> so I, I don't got the rupture and don't know I'm in Russia? Yeah, yeah, you under dictatorship oh. with no eating. Yeah, oh, you well, under. I didn't know I was in Russia. Well, yeah. okay, if I'm going to taste it, I'm going to taste it. Okay. 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 No, I'm gonna bring, no, 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 seriously, Jerry, all, all jokes aside, I was going to bring Calvin some of that because I know you won't eat it. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, but Calvin will. I know Calvin would, would appreciate it. And I know your diet. I know your diet. And I know you're doing a little yeah. bit better. You're trying. You're trying. But uh, it would be all right in uh-huh. Jesus' name. Yeah. So, look, uh, anybody else have something they would like to say? If not, we'll pray out and go to our last song of the morning. And uh, we all pray right. the Lord will bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode uh-huh. of Jesus in the Morning. All right. Nobody else? Let's pray. Father God. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, we thank you today, Lord. We give you glory. We give you the honor. And, Father, we give you the praise. You know what's best for all of us today. And, Lord, we ask that you would lead and guide us in the right path today for your name's sake. And, Lord, we're back to this. We know your ears are not deaf and your arms are not too short to reach down. But, Lord, help us to forgive quickly. Help us to forget quickly. And, Lord, help us to love one another. Lord, even... Our light being shined. Lord, don't let us shine the light and we're dark. But God, let us hold up the blood-stained banner. Let us hold up that candle that can't be here. Here, the candle that's set on the hill. Do it, Lord, for your glory and that your name will be lifted up. We love you this morning. We love you and we appreciate you. And Father, we can't make it without you. Or without you, we can do nothing. As we depart, bless our going out. Father, bless our coming in and meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Father, we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Ah, yeah, Lord. Hallelujah. So look, we go on our last song of the morning. And after this song, I won't be coming back today. Little small house, big family Seven kids and I'm the baby But I'm grown now And I'm like, praise the Lord Cause everything I've been praying for Is finally knocking on my door And it's so, so loud And I'm gonna take it And when I make it 
blankets and I'm the baby But I'm grown, I'm grown and I'm gonna take it Ooh. 